Welcome back to Witty Banter, episode number 150. Like we're celebrating our half birthday, you know, like when you were in elementary school and your birthday wasn't in the year. Yeah. And then you're like, but I want to go outside for recess and drink. Or if you're in D. college and <laughs> every D. single one of your birthdays had a 6 a.m. final on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead you're like, Good fuck times. that. I'll see you in six months. That's like, kind of like what we got going on right now. You, you immediately went to Sunny D. Was I Sunny D like, greater than Capri Sun for you guys? Ooh, no that's way. yeah, that's too. No rough. way. There's look, yeah, no taste wise, taste See, I wasn't wise, like a Capri Sun kid. Well, I mean, there was just the versatility of the it's package. Not like I was either. Like I didn't wear T-shirts with Capri Sun, <laughs> but they were they were just everywhere. What about like know? Hawaiian punch? Yes. I loved Hawaiian punch. You did? I was a Hawaiian I punch I, boy. I rarely ever drank Hawaiian punch. Whoa. Man, I drink a lot of the out. little Kool-Aids with like the twist, the twist off, off top, top thing. Oh, yeah, Everybody dude, drank those. Of yeah, course. Absolutely. <laughs> the mystery flavor. It was clear. What was it? <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, but we can go ahead and maybe ask my two co-hosts. Uh, we've got a Mr. Butt-slamming McGee over here. Hunter Dorsett. <laughs> I'll take that. Yes. Laying it down. The butt-slamming. Butt like, it, it's got to be infuriating right? when you get butt-slammed from across like the entire length of the screen. Opening move, butt-slam. Nobody ever sees it coming. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Neither do they say Chase Finger Beams William over here. Really <laughs> hey, holding it down. Up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Just this. happy to be here with my fingers and my beans. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, I am your host, Max Mashin Standing H Scott. All right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was hilarious. And you're like, I've got some tech for him. Here it is. You can hear me doing it right now. <laughs> At the start of the round. And then it was totally just worked. Bam. Bam. Oh, it worked. Works one hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent success rate, boys. We've had a pretty good week. All right. We've been yeah. living the dream here a little bit. We got to play OK Beast and a little bit of a of the a long awaited showdown. Yeah. Man. And I, think I was, was excited that we got to uh like stream it, like on Twitch. Yeah. People came in to view it live. Yeah, we had some smack talk on either side of the fan we bases. We did. We're like, you're stupid. They're like, no, you're stupid. And we're like, I'm Dude, sorry. I'm sorry. But when the torpedo came in, Odangus in the chat says, Kid Boo players shit in urinals. Shit in a urinal. At that exact time, two Kid Boo players on each side were yeah. uh, contesting. So all teams were affected in yeah. that moment. <laughs> Uh, no, but it was it was a really good time. A lot of people came out to show or came out to show support for both sides. I hope we got maybe a couple extra listeners this yeah, time around. Great. Some people said they were going to come out and view, but um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Going up until that point, you may have noticed that I wasn't talking that much smack talk on the internets, right? You're like <laughs> saying, "Hey, Max wasn't really doing his much smack talk," and it's because I kind of foresaw the results, you know. The one or two losses that the we'd have. Yeah, oh, right was it, was that at the point on the episode when you said that you know a couple of weeks ago we wouldn't even lose a character? <laughs> oh, did I say that on the episode? I just had to throw that out. No, I meant to say that like we were going to obliterate them so bad that after at what point are you just pushing a toddler around saying I can't wait to play you in basketball? <laughs> you know. So, but they they were able to scrape up a couple of games off of us, which yeah. is which yeah. is good. Good to them. Shout outs to Blessings Hit, man. That, yeah. That caught me off guard pretty sometimes. Pretty dirty. When he opened me up and he like actually extended it into a super and then killed me for it. Well, I was going to ask like, you guys. So do you think that 
I would imagine I have a predisposition to this answer or to this question. Uh-huh. Do you think that this game, like the amount of time that we put into this game versus the amount of time that they put into this game, mm-hmm. do you think that if you played another fighting game like Guilty Gear, like Street Fighter, that you would be afforded more leniency in getting a game off like that? Like, do you think it's easier to win when you've trained less in Dragon Ball Z? Like, Dragon Ball yeah, Fighters. I think there is a there is a closer, like. Learning doesn't get you as much farther away from the beginning in Dragon Ball Z. It does, for sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't, dude, honestly, I couldn't answer that question with an any harder, like, no. Like, yeah. if you, huh. like, if, or, or I don't, I've already, maybe I forgot how you worded the question, but <laughs> yeah. like, it is very yes. easy to win in Dragon Ball Fighters if you have not played yeah. it. That's as the whole much. design of the game, thinking. right? You're supposed exactly. to be able to jump in, have fun, maybe still do some damage and stuff like that. Because that's awesome. That's like one of the things that I'm really taking away and loving about the game. That's what makes it so fun. Because after we were done, despite us winning victorious, they did tell us, man, we should play this game more often because this game is a lot of fun. And I'm like, that's what's important. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to happen. I wanted people to see the game a few months in and, and hopefully get hyped by uh, what was on screen. All of our sick combos. And mm-hmm. by sick combos, I mean maybe the two times that I did a combo with 16 and then for know, some reason, seriously. God, I got on the sticks and I was like, time to show these boys what's up. <laughs> and I got them with Kibu, opened them up and just dropped it right the second in the air. I was like, you gotta be yeah. fucking kidding me, dude. I, I, had a, I had a feeling that it was gonna feel that way. Yeah. Like, I knew that it was gonna be a little bit harder. You got six people connecting to each other and like, there were a couple combos that I would drop like at the at the easiest part of them, you know, you got yeah. one of your fancier combos though off yeah. towards the end. And I remember being thinking to myself, kudos, because that looks <laughs> yeah. fucking tight as shit. So anybody who's watching, there was on stream, one point where I started a combo. I went into sparking blast and mm-hmm. then extended into golden yeah. and then dropped it at the end. And I was like, that oh, fucking no. sucks. Cause that would have been like <laughs> massive damage. But, oh, well. I was oh, pretty was happy cool. with my fat boo. That fat boo was laying down. I just like to smother people. Just like butt put slam my belly him. into him in the corner and just butt stomp him. And just over and over <laughs> again. There was a time when you were uh, you were playing as as Majin Buu, but you were playing as Adult Gohan, and you had somebody in the corner, and you were yeah. just hitting, 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 then resetting into the uh, overhead elbow and yeah. restarting it again. The dude was yeah. just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you obliterated that character. And I was like, "Yes, that there was." There was awesome. also one time they went in for a change right into Majin. Boo's fucking face grab and just oh, yeah. scooped him up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very, it's a powerful looking It move. happens, yes. By all means, yes. But it was a ton of fun. Uh, I'm sure they have it archived up somewhere if you want to go take a look at some of the matches. They are pretty cool. So definitely. And GG's to the yeah. OKC. Yes. GG's, guys. That was GGs, great. Let's GGs. do it again. Uh, and we love, we love fighting games on the show for sure, but we also love something else. Yeah. We love right? alcohol, <laughs> right? A broad spectrum. Yeah, of it. I like I like the uh, vagueness. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, thank you. You're very inclusive. Of course. <laughs> Anybody can be involved as long as you're getting drunk. We like insobriety. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, how are we destroying our soberness right now, Hunter? Okay, so I do not know how to say the name of this because it's it's one of two ways. Out, yeah, so. it's one of two ways. <laughs> it is a Trappist quadrupel, but it is either La Trap. Or La Trappe. <laughs> or, I don't, or maybe it's some sort of sophisticated in-between version. It sounds elegant either but way. But it is a, a Trappist Quadrupel. It's 10% alcohol by volume. Um, Bring up the bubbly. Oh, and yeah. it's from Koning Chauvin Brewery, Brewery. And it says, La Trappe Quadrupel with its stunning amber color has a deep yet mild flavor, multi-sweet, and pleasantly bitter 
brewed with water from our own spring. Ooh. That's nice. Well, you pulled it out, and I was very excited. I love me some Trapels. I, was, so I, I definitely had you in mind in getting it. I appreciate that. Yes. Our friendship Let's get our strong. banana on. This is excellent. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Let's whip out the old banana. So we got our bananas out over here, Chase. What are you doing out there in California? I'm oh, just sucking on a pear, dude. <laughs> Everything I can. Uh, no, I don't have, I'm not drinking anything today, man. It's been a uh, busy day. I, I didn't get prepared. I feel you. Next man. time. I understand the happen. sentiment, man. I've been driving around all day today. I was on my way here and I lived a nightmare inside my car. <laughs> oh, so I was driving here and you're inside your car. You feel safe. All right. I you realized that wasn't a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you feel safe. You know, it doesn't matter if it rains, doesn't matter the temperature outside. But when something violates that sanctity of inside your car. Yeah. What do you you are at one of your most vulnerable spots? And I was taking a right turn. And out of my left eye, I saw something swing in front of me. And lo and behold, a gigantic spider was hanging oh, down from inside my car man. while I was in the highway. It just turned on the highway. It was, and I was big. Like, I don't know. And then <laughs> on top of this, he just looks at me in the eyes. He puts his finger up to his throat like this and yeah. comes across, right? And then he crawls all the way back up into the abyss of the darkness of my car. Oh, yeah. So no. it was gone. And then I drove all the way here. I got out of my car. I looked one more time around, and I said, have eggs everywhere, and come back to a spider infestation, and I closed it. So I'm going to stay here forever. Uh, yeah, I'm just okay imagining him like swinging while you're taking a turn, like, <laughs> fuck you, yeah. and no. then climbs back up and goes away. Dude, just the other day, I was eating lunch, and I felt something like oh, touch the back of my head, Oh god, almost like something had fallen on it. And in my mind, I was like, oh, man, that'd be fucked up if that was a bee. But then I just like casually was like, I just forgot it. Yeah, yeah. I went about probably like 30 minutes later, finished my lunch. I'm walking back to the office now and I just run my hands through oh. my hair and in my hand is a bee. <laughs> and that fucker had literally been hanging out on the back of my head for like 35 minutes. He's like, what are you doing? This is my new spot. <laughs> Oh my god, that's Setting horrifying. up shop, dude. That is that is terrifying, guys. Um, so let's get into a little bit of less terrifying news. Okay, okay. we got yeah. something to talk about today. All right? Sure. Yeah. Without further ado, this is witty banter. So about three or four episodes, I put out a public service announcement that said, "Hey, all my friends, this is all for you guys. I want you guys to watch this specific." Show that is true. We've actually done this review right. We gave a little, a lot of leeway. We did absolutely. So by now, you should have definitely watched it. If not, <laughs> delete us, unsubscribe. You suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is also promotional for the show too, as well. We all watched uh, Megalobox, mm -hmm. which is a new up and coming anime. It's about three episodes in. And when I first like, I just happened to catch a Crunchyroll like advertisement for it that just said they don't draw anime like this anymore. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. What is this? Oh my god, what is this? <laughs> so I looked at it and I uh, looked at the trailer for it and I was like, this looks very cool. I uh, went on and I watched it on Crunchyroll and I said, this is also very cool. I need to tell all my friends about it. So I have, and you guys, without even hesitating, were like totally very down. Yeah. And you all like within a day responded to me and told me that you had watched it and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. I'm so happy. So. I mean, I don't really know what to say. I've, I've already, when I pitched it a couple of days ago, I had like some ideas of what I liked about it, but I kind of wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are so far getting into it because I know exactly what I like and I think there's a lot of things that are very, when you look at it, you can say that that's like, that's a Max anime, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is the things he likes. But yeah. I wanted to know exactly what you guys maybe appreciated or didn't appreciate about the show, just your mm -hmm. general, general, you know, ideas of it so far. Chase, you want to go first or me? Sure, I can start us off. Cool. Um, 
So what I'm looking for nowadays is really just I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching narratives now with an eye of trying to figure out if they're good or not in the sense that a view, a, narratives just are pieces of information given to you at specific times that allow your brain to sort of play, play around with what can and cannot happen. And, and it's really just about predicting what's coming next and making that like a very playful notion. Mm-hmm. And so with me, when I was watching it, I get really excited at the starts of television shows because there's very little information. Everything that they're giving you is all you ever know. So it has to be very important and very deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. And the first episode was just one of the highest up there for me in getting me engaged in the sense that when I watched it, it wasn't like, oh, cool, I now know who the main character is or something. Like, I, let's see what happens in the next one. It was very much after the first episode, I was like, dude, I can't, I have to watch the next one, like, mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of approached it from a point of view of how I kind of categorizing all the characters. And, and I've, I've basically just categorized and organized all my thoughts from the first episode or so. I mean... We can we can kind of go get in deep, but I mean, yeah, let's get let's get your general first impressions first, Hunter, before we start breaking it down. Yeah, I mean, I feel I so I definitely see a lot of like beboppiness in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the music is just. I mean, the main character has yeah, cool music, and the the main character has an afro. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 and like the main character is a little more like cocky and Mm -hmm. uh, a little more just like fuck everybody kind of then maybe confident the, yeah knows well, he's talented he's definitely talented but he's cocky too <laughs> okay. you know he's 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 a little ahead of himself you oh, can tell really but I, I think it's cool because yeah i mean I, I guess it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the episode you don't you're not like i guess when you're watching it you're like i can't really point out anything that's like super insane happening from scene to scene but at the end of the episode, you're like, oh, like a lot happened and like we got to go through a lot of uh, of cool parts. Like in the first episode, he like runs into the main boss guy and you're like, OK, Dude. you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you're setting so up the whole scene. So you're setting up the whole <laughs> season. But, you know, I don't know. I, I like the uh, aesthetic and the feel of the art. Like you said, you know, going to um, backgrounds, they're a little more detailed and um, the fact that it's a little less computer generated, all that kind of stuff. So it just feels cool. You know, it just feels, it feels, um, I don't know, another word for cool. What's another word for cool, guys? Yeah, sure. Uh, But trendy, Uh, no. No? (laughs) It just feels like well... Neat. Yeah, like they took their time and they they are deliberate about um, making it quality. Absolutely. I thought it was funny. Like they hit the ground running at the start. It starts, uh, it opens up with a uh, advertisement for this megalo boxing tournament, right? Yeah. And I was just like, man, it's so funny how tournaments are so ingrained in anime. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Like it's probably very more, you know, obvious to you guys, but at, at this point now, I was like, no bullshit. First minute of this ep- of this anime, here's a fucking tournament. Anyone can join. You know, they're like, okay, cool. Awesome. And like, I thought it was also dope how they started out in Megalonia, like this massive sort of city. And it wasn't until a few minutes later they they leave the city to go where Joe lives. And that's when I was like, okay, so they kind of just introduced this city as like a character in itself, a place to be where you don't really know much about it. And they only show shots of it from a distance. And like, there was a couple shots that made it look really just kind of uh, more sprawling and low to the ground 
that kind of in the way that like Tokyo looked Hunter, but then there were other shots where it was like they were on the outskirts of town where it was very much this megalithic block Blade Runner style yeah. uh, mm. city. Um, and I just think it's cool that we're not there yet because they, they open the, the show with you kind of being in there and it being very flashy and then you just fucking leave. And so I'm already looking forward to the characters getting inside the city and hopefully the city taking on like a new feel of its own. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, you, like you said, it's like like you said, actually, Hunter, that it's got that atmosphere of coolness and then making that sort of uh, just comparison to Blade Runner in the idea that it's like the time period is obscure, but it's kind of like now, but it's also like post-apocalyptic, but it's yeah. kind of like the future, but like everybody's also kind of doing things the old way. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a very, yeah, like it's, it's that sort of vague area of time, which I really do like and appreciate. And as you spoke about the opening episode, yeah, it gripped me right from the beginning because it opens very cinematic in a very cinematic style, right? The same mm-hmm. way that you would see in like a movie, the way that it opens with the way that they o- enter the credits in with the opening scene mm-hmm. as everything's going on. I really appreciated that. Um, and that's when it really sort of set up the style of the anime from that point forward that I really just liked. And to like, as they go farther down into the episodes, keeping things as like cinematic as possible has been something that just seems to be a theme throughout the whole entirety of the three episodes. It's Mm -hmm. not about bottling each episode in Mm -hmm. a way that like they're self-contained and where if you took one out, it may still be cool, but it is still out of context for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then also not being afraid to leave things unsaid or undone. Yeah. Right. That's definitely been a theme so far with the first interaction with the who will probably be the main antagonist from this point forward. Yeah. As well as just other things in later episodes where there's like a guy screaming in the background during like some moment of like trying to trying to set up this guy's personality of being like a mafia mob boss. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever see what's going on in that room, which is something that's tropey in regular cinematic like Western films. Mm-hmm. But you don't see it as much in anime. And it really makes those scenes like pop and have so much more character and make that conversation so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And make you so much more invested in like who is this dude? Who's that dude? Who's yeah. that dude? Right from that <laughs> point forward. So that's just all things that I just that really stuck with me right off the get go and I really liked. Um so I don't know. I don't like Chase, you said you kind of looked into the characters themselves and kind of like what they might say to you in a little bit yeah, and what you so, think of them. What I've really just what what has me uh, wanting to keep watching is just the main antagonist Yuri. I think yeah. the introduction of Yuri was one of the coolest introductions of a protagonist I've seen in, or an antagonist in a very long time. Right, uh, the main character is out on his motorcycle and basically crashes into a car, and just so happens the fucking best megalo boxer in the world steps out. Right, yeah. <laughs> and this guy I I can't I'm even forgetting the details now, but. Uh, the main the main character basically challenges them right there on the fucking highway. And I was like, it says so much about this antagonist that even here and now, some random guy, he can see the fight in this dude's eyes and he's like, I have to fucking fight this dude right now. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I am also here and I'm ready to fucking throw down, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was cool that he had like a handler and the handler's name is just owner, which yeah. is very just comic booky and like kind of silly but cool right like adds to that sort of style i just i thought that was very interesting and it it played with my expectations where once the scene ended i was like wow that was a cool little confrontation like this yuri guy is kind of fucking crazy too he was about to fight this guy on the highway some random guy and then the next scene starts and joe's got a fight and into the fucking ring walks that guy and you're like holy shit yeah. this dude like seeked him out and was like i'm going to fucking fight this guy yeah. and when he takes off his um 
his jacket and you see his gear. When I first was watching, I thought they would all kind of had these like exoskeleton things on, yeah. but it's like, nah, this guy, like we've got cybernetics in this world. This dude's <laughs> arms, a part of his body is metal. His skin is metal, right? Yeah. So like you've got this huge stratosphere of like ability and gear that we're going to end up seeing, mm-hmm. right. uh, which I thought was super cool. I just thought Yuri's character design was very nice. And there was just, they were able to convey even more, like they they drew me into Yuri also just through his eyes. Yeah, like there yeah. were moments where they just view like zoomed into his eyes, and the change in, in the first of all just the way that his eyes looked in that moment like conveyed just his personality. Like you could just see him definitely in those plain drawings of eyes, and then even the way that they would just subtly move them, I was like, dude, I am just <laughs> totally connected to this guy yeah. right now, and I just. I thought Yuri was so interesting because of the way they introduced him and the fact that like his personality can go in a variety of ways, given where he, we are in the story right now, where I see him as this sort of like crazed guy who can't say no to a fight because he's fucking loves to fight. And then he showed up and it's almost petty to kind of show up and beat this guy up. And then finally, when the fight is over and he's leaving and Joe gets back up and calls him back to the ring. He's like, no, I'm done with you now. Like, I did what I did. I'm not here to fight with you anymore. I'm not here to fight stray dogs anymore. And I'm like, and I was just like, I don't fucking get this guy. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. this guy, you know? And like, not knowing him is what is driving me to continue to watch because I want to know him. And I, I think one more part of that scene that I love so much, which, which attributes to its like style and it's cool, was I just, I love, they've done it a couple times, maybe once or twice each episode, but it's sparse enough for it to still have impact. But anytime they say real megalo boxing, it yeah. gets me hyped as fuck. <laughs> Dude. And like, yeah. go ahead. What? No, I was just going to say like, that's one of my least favorite tropes in reality is people being like, I'm just being real. Uh-huh. We're like, I just speak the real stuff, man. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. You don't even know what that means. It means nothing to you. And then when, exactly, when I see this in this anime, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. It's about to <laughs> yeah, go dude. down, bro. Like, you don't know shit. Like, you, <laughs> you know, you I'm over here talking about the things I hate in the real you world. Kinda, it, and it's badass because you kind of realize in that moment, right? Like Yuri knocks him out, the bell rings, and the match is over, right? Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. But Joe gets back up and he says come back here. I want you to show me real megalo boxing. And it was like, at that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. Real megalo boxing is a fight to the goddamn death. You know, like, <laughs> this guy's still up and fighting. He still wants it. Come back and bring it, you know? Definitely. And like, so I just love that. Um, and, and Yuri's been my favorite character so far. And I, I have a couple thoughts on a, a few of the other ones, but I don't want to monopolize the time. No, I, I feel, yeah. I think they, they leave so much room for character development throughout the remainder of the series. Um, one thing that I kind of wanted to note is the interaction between Yuri and Joe is like how they both start to, at this point are starting to obsess about each other, Yeah, which is very cool. And I like that. And there's been a lot of just different, again, cinematic ways to portray that without being the normal anime way of somebody like sitting somewhere and then be like, Oh, and then like you fog the screen and then yeah. show another, the same scene again of being <laughs> yeah. like, you're this or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not like that at all. There's one where he's like looking at the fucking, uh, the cross that's dangling from the uh, car thing. And then it transitions mm-hmm. to fucking Yuri with his <laughs> arms up on the edge of the ropes. Nice. Like fucking Jesus on there. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this dude is idolizing this guy yeah. in some way. And then the same thing happens vice versa too as well. It just makes me very anxious to start seeing more episodes, man. This is yeah. crazy. And like, you know, Yuri like training in the third episode and his little like 
kick-ass house or whatever mm. and he just like is doing uh, he basically has like this spider robot thing that's like trying to hit him from all sides and he's fucking blocking all of it <laughs> and then he like it's like first round knockout or whatever and he's like walks away and then he like thinks about joe and he goes back and starts fighting yeah. and i'm like dude fuck yeah like at least like the main antagonist isn't just like slacking off or shit like yeah he's like he's like you can, i guess it's like the thing that's enthralling about him is he does have like i guess an owner and he's kind of like really reserved and he kn- everyone fucking knows he's the best. And so for him to have that kind of like, I guess, reservation about like, I'm, I fight when I'm told to fight and everyone knows I'm the best. And then like to have some fucking scrub come up and be like, fuck you, you know, yeah. like tell him that he's going to take him on. It like really gets but him, to like gets have that him. affect him, you know, and I think it's like it shows that that might be something that happens a lot where somebody might like challenge him, but he shuts him down. But like, yeah. this is the first time where that's like affecting him outside of that mentality because he leaves confidently, but then realizes later that like it's mm. getting under his skin so much. So. And it's and I'm excited one to see a lot more of the gear like Chase said, mm-hmm. like it'll be cool to like see how they integrate and like start finding new gear and how that end, ends up yeah, playing into their strategy and shit kind of do like different people's powers it's just different people's gears and then also like, that they tired. incorporated like the kid group that's with them now oh yeah in the third episode like i'm glad they're kind of opening it to it's not just shut on to like the main character yeah. and his trainer or whatever so definitely glad they're broken because honestly like uh oh sorry max you, no no you you're good no you're good um i didn't i didn't really like uh, Joe's caretaker as like a character when he when the show first started like especially in the first episode I was like this guy fucking sucks mm-hmm. just given his relationship with Joe and I thought it was going to be somebody he was just going to end up like jettisoning out of and then in like I think it was the second episode when he's having that run in with that mob boss and he basically like just fucking calls him out and said it was so intense that scene in that room where it's like here's a knife I'm here to take your eye yeah and he slams it in the table and he says I'm doubling down right here right now and I was like holy shit like <laughs> this guy is fucking ballsy yeah and so there's still like there's dimensions to him that I think are developing a little bit but for me uh, so far I just don't really like that character as um, uh, just as a character you know mm-hmm. uh, I think it's portrayed well uh, but it's just like I, I, it's no one that I want to root for yet, mm-hmm. and I also kind of don't like Joe too much either. I think Joe has so far has been just a little vanilla in in, in the fact that he's just like a little vacant, like he's quiet, and that and that's fine. But I hope that they either do nothing with him or they start doing something really soon. Yeah. Um, and there was even a moment like in I think the third episode, they're in the car. I forget what the line is, but there was a particular line that Joe said like that he asked his trainer that like I literally thought to myself I was like that's a fucking stupid thing to ask like <laughs> that should be obvious like either one that was just like poor writing or b Joe's actually really stupid you know and I'm like yeah <laughs> and I don't know if I necessarily want to be like I don't know if I'm going to be on board with like an idiot yeah know? no and, I feel that and I, don't, I don't and like I also wasn't entirely cool with the like I'm trying to figure out my relationship to that group of kids as well Hunter because at first it just seemed like they just steal things. I'm like, well, that's fucking shitty, you know, but a l- there's a little more uh, depth there in the sense that I was like, oh no, we took it back or it was rightfully ours or whatever. But so far the other characters I've been just a, not as into and what is keeping me here so far is Yuri and then very much uh, the art style mm-hmm. and, and the, and the locations and the backgrounds of, of everything. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I agree with the sentiment that it's not necessarily an original idea 
like Joe as a character, right? Like the yeah. coming up from the bottom yeah. to play with the big dogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily a new idea. But I think in a story like this, it's nice to have a character like that surrounded by more, um, I think, more interesting characters as we get further into the series because he acts as more of a control in that sense. Mm-hmm. And he also acts as like a character that's easy to easy to appreciate from like the shallow surface level mm-hmm. as being like the cool collected, yeah. but also like fucking, you know, underdog fighter yeah. guy. Um, and I see what you're saying about the, his trainer too, as well. Cause I agree. He's like a shitty dude and it's kind of hard to see, like, do I not like you because I'm not supposed to like your character or do I not like you because you're not like, I don't like your something that I enjoy to watch. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, is <laughs> you're that not well, similar? Made, yeah. So that's going to be something that's going to kind of unfold. And I can already see that they're opening him up to be a more like, relatable and charismatic character while maybe just having a little bit of like shitty tendencies mm-hmm. that could add to more story plots and elements and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I just like the, it's kind of like a deliberately paced show so far. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they have like certain motifs, like him driving in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like I'm just wondering what that's going to lead to, you know? And um, yeah, I guess just the fact that again, it, it kind of feels like they're taking their time to kind of like characterize people and that it's not like the first episode, here's the guy, and he does all the shit, yeah. you know? Like, like I just watched Avatar, and Av- Avatar ended up being pretty good. Yeah, but like, that from really the first well episode, written. it's like, I'm the Avatar. You know? and you're like, like, Ooh. Uh, not as much development, I guess, yeah. but. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any more like final thoughts to put on to the show itself, other than just so far, it's, it's like feels like it's not made for me, you know, in that idea, but like it's a lot of things that are, I'm very biased in appreciating and liking a lot on top of being, I think just like a really well executed show in general, which is why I was pretty confident throwing it around. Yeah. Like I watch a good amount of animes, but I don't tell you guys about everything purely because I don't think you would like it Mm -hmm. or care to hear about it as much. When I think that this show is something that you can get people who aren't necessarily super into anime Behind it, yeah. behind it and watch it and to appreciate it because it does like i said have those sort of like those motifs that you're talking about western cinematic uh you know elements to it as well as just like a cool art style that right now currently is very hip and very in you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, something man, like whenever he was getting his citizen card and it was just like the console like the machine they were using mm-hmm. to create that it was just pure retro cyberpunk I said, yeah, you had like, yeah, all the fucking <laughs> lights everywhere and everything. You're like, that's cool yeah. looking. That's just, yeah, that's aesthetically nice. Uh, but I don't know if you guys had any final words to say in it before we wrapped it up, but that's kind of my last piece. Go watch Megalobox. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I honestly think we should keep checking in and just, if, if, if our interest remains, let's just keep watching it and keep talking about it with the audience. I will right, we'll be keeping up with it. So maybe we'll do like a little halfway and three quarter marks as we go through. Cause there are only 13 episodes total. So yeah, there's only 13 total. I believe so. Oh, I read wow. that right. Okay, I didn't know but you knew that. don't quote me on that. That's something that I think I've heard in passing. So Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, right on, boys. Well, that was a nice little deep dive mm-hmm. into a show that I think we all come out with thumbs up so far. Yeah, right? I'll be watching every Saturday, Sunday. Right on, but let's go ahead and let's take a little bit of a halftime, come back and see if these beers say the same thing. All right? Cool. All right. Pepe, If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's Let's get back to it. All right. 
right, we are back. Chase is over there. He's looking antsy. He's wearing his sweatpants and his sweatshirt. It's laundry day. It's fucking <laughs> he laundry said he's, day. he's fucking done with all of his other clothes. He's worn all four of his shirts and all three of his pairs of yeah. pants. <laughs> all right, so he's Minimalist ready. Chase over there. I will say, just as a question here, how many times do you guys wear your pants before you throw them into the wash? Yeah, it depends. Depends. It depends on the pants, usually. <laughs> well, I'm usually, standard, run-of-the-mill, your go-to pants. Usually about three or four times. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not in the... I'm like... I'm glad I'm not somebody who... I've, I've, dude, I'm I like, used to be I'll, I'll do it 14 times, dude. Damn, I'll, I'll that go guy deep. Shit. I, of, uh, eventually, I'll, I'll be like, I can't get over the wrinkles. Like, the wrinkles will be in there That's still. what it is? Yeah. I can't get over the dankness. The stink. That's going 100% just Well, you're just, you're just laying the, the, the stinkers <laughs> yeah. on them. I am, yeah. If I don't take them off and wash them soon, a hole just burns through the back of them. So. Yeah, you got to sit there with that little ice pick yeah. and chip off whatever's crusted <laughs> up on there. Gross, gross. <laughs> All right, well, that, one that yeah, I set myself up for that. So let's go ahead and swing back over to this beer that we're drinking. What do you think so far, Hunter? It's good, man. It's exactly like it's got the banana, almost like a banana bread mm-hmm. taste. It's like kind of bready. No, absolutely. Um, but you know, it's ten percent alcohol by volume, and it's it's fairly like uh, easy to drink. I don't think that it's like super in, intense or like it's got a body to it, but mm-hmm. it is a nice color as well. It's not filtered. You can't see through this bad boy. It's um, like pretty carminated. Like the whole time, it's just. The bubbles are coming the whole way. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm liking it aesthetically and tasty. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a great beer so far. I love it a lot. Uh, I'm pretty biased. This is my favorite style of yeah. beers for the most part, but it does have all the things that I love, right? Mm-hmm. That banana, right? That baked sort of flavor to it, mm-hmm. like baked bread, like banana bread, like yeah. you brought up. Spices on the nose, spices on the taste. Yep. It's got sweetness on the lips, but then when it hits your stomach, it's like, hey, little reminder, I got a lot of alcohol in Packing here, a so punch. don't go too crazy a real megalo punch yeah exactly (laughs) it just hit me with a megalo punch (laughs) by the way we're sponsored by the show megalo box uh no but it's it's a good beer so far i really like it and really appreciate it just like i thought that i would so not too much else to say about that so far uh something that has come up recently that i know that we all might be interested in because we're all fighting game heads Okay, it's a little bit of a show that's going to be on TBS or has already aired for one day, mm-hmm. right? And it's this E-League's The Challenger. I don't know if you guys have heard about this show yet. I recently just heard about it before it's coming to the show. pretty ridiculous because it combines one of my favorite things in the world, fighting games. Reality TV Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> with combines one of my it with least my other favorite. really favorite thing. No, <laughs> something that I'm not necessarily something that I'm known to really enjoying, which is reality TV, something that I tend to... Not enjoy. And I think going into this show, I was kind of worried about it being a little bit cringy, but I also really wanted to support it at the same time, so I'm a little bit torn. I didn't know what you guys kind of maybe thought about it a little bit here. I think it's just like solid popcorn, right? Like it's just like the the fact that they have it on TBS, which is a major fucking station. Yeah. They have it at 11 p.m., which is like past prime time, but it's still like... Watchable time. still watchable time. Who are you kidding? You don't like, go to bed before 12. I guess, you know, I don't know shit about Lupe Fiasco, but they got Lupe Fiasco kind of like in and messing with it. The fact that there's this like interplay between rappers and video game culture is starting to become really interesting now. Oh, yeah. With like Drake yeah. and Fortnite and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Amazing. But I, I, I just think it's good that it's it's just getting... It's, it's legitimized. It's another legitimizer. I guess, and I just thought that was cool. 
Yeah, no, most definitely. I think it's really awesome too as well. I think that the people that they got on the show are an interesting mix of the culture that we have. Hmm. I um, haven't seen any of the contestants. The contestants, some of them I'm just like straight up not familiar with. And I'm pretty deep into the FGC. Yeah. So it's kind of like that might be a strange choice, but maybe... Hmm. I'm just out of the loop. Who knows? They gotta but throw in some. They do have some uh, underdogs. They do have the man, the legend, low tier god on the show, <laughs> who is just this dude who's known for just rage quitting on his streams and like calling <laughs> people out. And he's like good looking and jacked, so he feels like he can kind of do yeah. all these things right. <laughs> and it's he's one of those people who's just like so close for me to just support as a character for me yeah. to be like that guy's funny. Yeah, I'm totally down. <laughs> But then he like brings it right over the top to where he'll say stuff that's like really just just so prejudice stupid. or something that's like fucked up. And you're like, dude, don't. No. Now I can't say that that's funny because now it's insulting. You know what I mean? So it's, I think it's interesting that TBS is able to like, because like one short Google search away of Googling this guy will be like, yeah. this guy uses gay slurs when he talks on stream and stuff. And it's like, that's probably not great for the network. But at the same time, I do think he is a good character and i think if he toned it down just a pinch he'd be really really awesome so i i am i'm invested to maybe take a look at it for him so who knows very cool though yeah really cool stuff man um but it is the 150th episode okay Mm -hmm. we're coming back we need something for the second half here yes we need something that was tried and true to the show and it's something that we haven't done in a really long time what is the top three top three Okay, top three. Top three. And if you know me, you know I love lists. You know I love ranking things in order of best to third best. Well, okay. you mean third best to best. That's true. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. He already knows how. He's done it before, so he knows how it works. Uh, and I've got a good topic for the show that I think you guys would like. And I think it appeals to all of us, something that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. I want to do a top three over our most anticipated technological or scientific advancements in the future in the for the sake of luxury the shape sake of luxury right now that leaves it i worded it this way so that it could be open yes the idea is that like if you want to do something selfish and talk about something selfish go for it if you want to talk about something not selfish also go for it that's pretty cool too i guess right okay so it doesn't have to be something that's like not going to benefit mankind Mm -hmm. but i just kind of want to think about like just as i've been going through life over the last year i keep thinking to myself like man when are we going to get there yeah you know what i mean like when is this not going to be such a fucking pain in the ass Uh or when is this not going to be you know just some sort of obnoxious obstacle that i got to look around and when are we going to figure it out yeah so i had some ideas while coming here and thinking over the last week or so and i was wondering if you guys would maybe want to do that with me today Okay, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I know I just kind of sprung this on all of you guys, so I'll start. Okay. Okay, give yeah, you guys a little bit of time me. to talk about it. Number three. And this first one's probably going to be the most controversial, oh, especially okay. with wow. Chase. Bringing it spicy. Uh-oh. Because Chase, he loves to eat, man. He is a man who loves luxury and food. <laughs> he finds the, the art of cooking and the art of making something that's so delicious as an experience within itself. Yeah. Me, I fucking hate eating. You think I it's do. just I don't a, like eating. I'm not a big eater. It's a necessary. And I want to figure out when are we going to like 100% get it to where I can just have like a shake. Yeah, and it's like 100% Every, efficiency. Yeah, everything that I need. And I can rank it. Do I can order. Do you not enjoy like a nice meal out? Like do you not have a favorite restaurant or a dish where you're like, "Man, this is just so enjoyable?" Here's the thing, and this is how I think about food now, okay? You guys mm-hmm. know that I am a skinny lad. 
I've been a skinny lad my whole life. And recently, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a big, be a big boy. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm be a right? big boy. Be a big boy. I can't wait. Every time I think about food now, I'm just like, how is this like going to be? How is this going to give me a lot of calories? Like fuel. A lot of fat, a lot of protein, mm-hmm. things that are like good for And not in the way of like, I got to think about what I eat, but just like, I want to make this we're indulgent in the sake that it's going to like actually get me bigger and get me like healthier and fitter. Right. Yeah. As I go forward. And I know you and can, that think means about you that. can't enjoy a nice meal at a restaurant. I think that it, I think I can, but every choice that I make so far when I'm like choose food is like, I'll get that. I'll go here because I can get a lot out of this meal for like sustenance sake. I'm just talking about you robbing yourself of the culinary delights. And I think that there's something to be said, but like what, would you pitch to somebody like me that I would like really enjoy? I just, I don't, I don't look at food that way anymore. And I just, and not that I really ever have, honestly, I've never, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you ever really did. I was never really big on eating food. I always thought it was kind of like overthought and which sucks because I work at a really awesome restaurant that was like some of the best (laughs) food ever. I can see it. I can appreciate it. But at the same time, like I'd never feel like I'm anybody who would go to a restaurant like this and be like, we got to go and we got to eat this food. It's a pretty healthy mindset to have. And that's probably why you're skinny. Is that because (laughs) I I would rather just have a machine that fucking remove whatever horrible food addiction I had from my brain. That's what I would trade it up for. I think I would want a, a, a combination of the two where I get perfect efficiency out of anything that I eat and I don't have to feel bad about eating things that are bad for me. Yeah, I can see that, man. And it's like, yeah, I would rather, I would rather a, a little microorganism nanobot that just lived in my stomach and it was like, you eat whatever you want. You're going to look ripped. They call those tapeworms and I think you can get them pretty easily. Uh, I got a guy. We can hook you up. Well, hook me yeah, up yeah, absolutely. No. It's also just the inconvenience of like cooking, preparing, or even going and getting food sometimes. Well, that's a huge pain in the ass. And that brings me to what I've been thinking is going to be something of my number three, which I just need some sort of chore bot. I don't want to wash <laughs> dishes anymore. <laughs> chore bot sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. We don't get sponsored by chore bot pretty soon when somebody naturally hears this and starts yeah. the company. It's going to be pretty It's going to be pretty. I think we're going to have automation for a lot of our daily processes within the next 20 years, man. I think it's going to be pretty Because that's be amazing, man. Just the more leisure time, the better. The more yeah. free time, the better. Well, that's what we're, we're fucking rocketing to. <laughs> we're rocketing to a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I cannot wait to indulge in that for sure. Okay. Yeah. For yeah. my number three, I just want something that just fucking keeps the house clean for me. You know, like I just don't want to deal with that shit yeah. anymore. It's like a, but not like a maid because you don't want it to be a person. You don't want to like put that on somebody. No, no, absolutely. I'm not lazy. Yeah. Just the general automation of your, of your uh, mundane tasks. Definitely. Yeah. Um, my number three is going to be the advancement of transportation. Dude, yeah. Because I think, um, I think the ability to be able to fly from place to place, to hyperloop from place to place, um, having like better, more kick-ass cars that are better for the environment and that are like cooler looking and more efficient, um, having more options. I'm just excited. I think transportation is going to reach like the next level of sophistication in the next 20 years. And so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Can I piggyback off that for like my number two? I would just (laughs) put it in the sense that I want to be able to get anywhere in the United States in six hours or less. Yeah. You know, that'll happen. I 100 like, and not, and, and without having to go through the whole fucking trouble of a goddamn airport, you know, just like go down to my local train station, 
one, two stops, fucking New York City. Bullet train you know? it up. But yeah. even planes, dude, even planes, I think, are going to be getting to like 1,000 miles an hour. You, just, you know, right now it's like 600 miles an hour. 1,000 miles. That sounds crazy, man. Yeah. It's going to be so many crazy. miles in an hour. <laughs> that's a shitload yes, of miles, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, transportation is going to be number three. I guess that's kind of your number two. Swings on over to number two. That's cool. What's yeah, I'll kind of I'll piggyback on that. And I know it's like right like three or four years down the road and I mm-hmm. cannot get here soon enough. And when I have enough money to invest in it, I fucking will. But if I could utilize the time that I had while driving, mm-hmm. I would get everything done. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I spent three and a half hours on the road today and I was like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, Cause I did probably about shitty. three and a half hours of work today. And I was like, what the fuck is this <laughs> man? And it just sucks. Cause like every time I'm driving, every time like I'm thinking like, okay, I got to do this before five and it's one o'clock right now and I have no time to do it. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, it's because I got to spend a fucking two hours on the road going there and back mm-hmm. and figuring out what to do in between. And it just like sucks. So once automated cars, automated driving cars come into play, I'm going to be fucking set, dude. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, this, mine's going to be a little bit controversial because <laughs> it's not, it's so like not figured out. And I think there's going to be a lot of tension in people to decide what they're going to do and how they're going to face it. But I think just like general upgrading of your physical self. So like upgrading my vision, upgrading my, like making my skin smoother and fucking nicer, like making, my um like genetic engineering to the point where like talking about how you don't you know maybe having nanobots sure but (laughs) if i want to basically like if i want i could i think we'll have the ability to genetically enhance ourselves to a point where it's like i make myself look exactly the way i want myself to look Interesting. See, Maybe not like weird, the, like it's about looks, so not yeah, about it's like weird. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course. Is it <laughs> aesthetic or is it health? Both. Okay. Why does it have to be mutually <laughs> yeah, exclusive? I, I, they aren't in a lot of cases, yeah. honestly. I mean, I think I think health will have certain things that are enhanced and I'm not I was like really surefire about like, you know, longevity as far as like, oh, you know, we're definitely going to live forever kind of thing because I I still think it's a definite possibility, but that's mm-hmm. not I'm not something that I'm saying is like a leisurely thing. Yeah. Um that's more of just like a overall quality of everybody's life because we won't have to like be dying of old age and shit. Um but I think just the idea of um if I want to if I if I want to live my normal lifestyle the way I'm living it like right now, which is like mm-hmm. enjoyable for me, yeah, drinking beers, having tight. fucking ice cream, also tight. sitting on the couch, very, you know, tight. like if I want to do that <laughs> shit, but I still like wake up and I'm like jacked as fuck, <laughs> and I'm like don't I, I don't have to like squeeze into my pants and shit mm-hmm. and you know just little things like that I think will be fantastic. It's interesting that you say that because there's one time. When I was talking to Tom Reichert, a mutual friend of ours, yes, and we were talking about old uh, Chargers and old um, Mustangs and how cool they looked. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, those are cool. Why don't they just come out with another set of those cars? Why don't they just take the body of that car and then come out with it again? And he looked at me and he goes like, well, those, a lot of those are really cool because you know that that dude took really good care of it hmm. up until that point. And I was yeah. like... You got a solid point there. So you once think it in might the be future, the same with when the, uh, everything, the body. When everybody's just jacked and yoked, mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, I guess at that point it probably comes well, down think, to people's personalities and their moral views, yeah. which are probably pretty tight. I so. still think that there will be like a value placed on doing things naturally. I still like it might be it might it might not be as valued as I'm thinking it is. But like we were talking about the idea of like, oh, if you could fucking download books, right? Yeah. But if you're like, no, I read that book and it's like a thousand pages or whatever. Damn. Maybe maybe you read it and then downloaded it to make sure you backed up all your whatever. But yeah. I'm just saying like the experience of reading it versus just knowing what's in it. I think like having the experience is something that's still going to be valued. Like people are going to value experiences. So I agree that there's like, yes, earning your fucking body and earning your looks is the coolest thing you can do. Totally. But say it's busy season and I'm fucking, I have two or three months where it's just not going to happen for me. (laughs) You know, it's just not. (laughs) I'd still like to not like wake up and feel horrible about how fat I feel. That's fair. You know? That's fair. No, I get it. I 100% understand that. Um, this segues a little bit into my number one. Okay. And this one applies to me because I think about the inside of my body a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on in there? Who knows? Right? I can't see it. I got to pay thousands of dollars to find out. Mm-hmm. And we saw a movie relatively recently within like the last... 10 years or so called Elysium. And then in the movie, all the rich people had this thing in their house where they would walk in. It was like a full body chamber. They closed it and they would just do a quick scan every morning to make sure that you don't have anything terrible going on in your body. That's awesome. That would be fucking tight. Yeah. Cause and I, now, I, I, like, I don't think that's a crazy reality. Yeah, I think that's super reasonable <laughs> for me to ask for. I think that's super cool. I think that would be great if I could just that peace of mind. Cause every day, if anything happens, if any sort of strange abnormality happens anywhere yeah, in my body, yeah, you get kind of I'm freaked like, out. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, this is going to be the point when I say, "Man, I should have paid four thousand dollars to get this checked out." Yeah, but then I didn't, and I died. Yeah, <laughs> this is me saying this is a ghost, yeah. right? Of course, absolutely. So that would be just my number one. Just I want that right now. That would be so fucking sick. It would be great to like have a scan of your health. But it, for it not to be like a judgy process, because <laughs> when you go to when you, you know when you go to you're a lazy you, piece of shit. Yeah, when you go Obviously to the doctor right now, it's night. like you're obese. And you're like, <laughs> God <laughs> damn it! Sometimes you gotta hear what you gotta yeah, hear. Yeah, I feel like that. He's a straight shooter. What else are you gonna say? Hey, so there's a few things wrong. Um, your body is one. I just need to know my percentage. You know, I don't need to know <laughs> yeah. how it's classified. Yeah. How and, many months do and I how have? How it compares to other people and shit. <laughs> Just give me the facts. Yeah, give me the facts, Jack. <laughs> but that, but that, that is, is the a, facts. I'm telling you the facts, <laughs> the sir. Facts, man. I want <laughs> selective facts. I'm telling you the facts as we speak right now, sir. <laughs> give me the facts, doctor. This technical mumbo joke. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fat. Oh, oh, man. I think Hunter's laying the fucking grounds for both of us because my number one was also going to be health related. Where I just, I want just total control over my like my genes and what's happening inside of me. Like I don't want to. Be, I, don't want, I don't want to die from illness, and I do want to have that sort of like fine-tuning that Hunter's talking about, of, of being able to like target very specific things about myself to make them above average or keep me extremely healthy so I can live a very long, fruitful life with my mind always sharp and my body spry. So yeah, man, I, this, this just means that Hunter's number one is going to blow our fucking mind. <laughs> 
It's been giving us the twos yes. and the threes so far. Well, I'm not surprised that it'd be Hunter that lays the groundwork for such a top three like this. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't see. So I'm I'm in between because I have a couple that, I, that I'm excited for. The one that pops in because, and I think it's not flashy and nice right now because we know what it can do right now and that's not super impressive. But I think the advancement of 3D printing is going oh, to yeah. change people's lives. Like that's a good one. fundamentally. I think once we start getting um, one, like once we start getting quantum computing going and then integrating that with like na- like the uh, <laughs> at the nano level, 3D printing, mm-hmm. where we can from the molecular level up start um, like disassembling and reassembling things um, from a molecular level. So like that really kind of leaves anything up for grabs. If you have the basic building blocks of matter and you're putting together those, then you can make almost anything you want. Like it's not a crazy idea that like I make a McDonald's hamburger out of a 3D printer or that I... Making food out of it? Yeah. Or if I go to a website and I see like clothes that seem really fucking cool to me, I can like do a model of myself on it and then be like, oh man, I do like that. Print it out at my fucking house. That And it'll be saving cost, it'll be saving time, it'll be saving material, it'll be crazy. I just feel like that like that sounds great in the idea to where like you can get something instantly from somebody by purchasing it legally that's great mm-hmm. but at some point that's got to just like piracy through that means like the destruction of businesses oh yeah no it just means the change of how businesses operate that is it true. shouldn't be anything to be feared it just means that and like we will need new systems in place but we will get them we'll just have enhanced true. like licensing and and probably enhanced safeguards around digital assets and stuff um but I, I just I just think it'll be really interesting because we don't you know we don't know what we don't know as far as 3D printing goes and I think 3D printing is one of those things that like for sure will change things. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how and then how it'll integrate with like the next level of the internet and the next level of computing um and like y- y- we're already fucking seeing 3D printed houses. Yeah, you know that's and so I crazy. think I think the idea that like first like we're in the first stages of it and we're seeing it getting really sophisticated within the next 10 or so years and then like the next level of two or three levels of sophistication in the next 30 years i don't know it'll be it'll be pretty game changing have you seen a 3d printer in action yes you mean like in person yeah or um, like i guess just in in work in not in, in person, but I've I, I've seen a shit ton of videos about it. I them. need to take a look and like actually watch it because I'm not sure if what I'm imagining is the same thing. So there's it's two. Cool. There's two. <laughs> Just imagine layer by I'm layer, someone cool. building up. There's two something. ways of cool. doing it right now that are kind of most accepted, and one is a little bit more advanced than the other. One is additive, like Chase was saying, where yeah. it's like layer, 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 layer. Yeah, like you know, you just like a normal printer, but just layer on top of layer. The yeah. other is extractive, where they have like a puddle, a block, a puddle of like puddle. liquid, and you have a platform that goes into it and. I guess through the um, integration of light and oxygen, it does different patterns and it slowly extracts it out. Um, and so like by the end of it, it's like basically attached to this platform upside down. Jesus Christ. And it's pulled it out of like matter. Fucking fifth element shit right yeah. there. That sounds awesome. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Both sound very cool. Well, thank you gentlemen 
for humoring me <laughs> with my top three. Thanks for bringing. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I had a lot of fun. Uh, getting close to the end of the show. But before we get to that, let's head on over to the mail corner. Come get some mail. Get some mail. Mail me up. This question's been hanging out for a while, so I want to tackle it now. It's from Ben Ebig. Ooh, it says, okay. Tekken 7 is on my list of games that I want to platinum. Ooh. As someone who has never played a Tekken game before, is there anything I should know before going into battle? Definitely, Ben Ebeg. Yeah. You're going to get rocked forever. <laughs> yeah, dude. This might be the one that breaks you. This is going to be the game. So you have two sides of the spectrum of fighting games. One side is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So friendly to new players. Mm-hmm. You can get in there. You can do work for a long time based on the basics. Tekken, you will not do any work on anybody until you probably studied the game for like fucking years. It's ridiculous, man. Is it really that I big a barrier to entry? I play fighting games. I'm a fighting game guy. I like to think that I can transition fairly easily through basic like ideas of fighting games, but it just doesn't there's so much to consider in Tekken, it's unreal. That extra dimension has got to play a lot into it, right? That, yeah, I mean there is just the idea of like you have the option that moves move horizontally and up and down, right? Yeah. But that happens in Soul Calibur. Hmm. I would fucking, you play a Mitsurugi, you're going to try to do the overhead swipe on me? Nice try, buddy. Fucking max you to the right side, pop you down. We got a juggle combo going. But Is that what they're going for? Is the really sophisticated fighter? With Soul Calibur? For Tekken. With Tekken, it's just one of those high barrier to entry? They have accepted the, yeah, they have accepted the the notoriety of being like the one of the toughest fighting games to get into. Hmm. And the idea is that like the community's really nice and they'll help you. And I, I want to support Ben in doing it too, purely because I'm not very good and we can play Ben and we'll be pretty on par because I'm not very good at all. And it would be a nice to play with somebody who's a little bit more on my level. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's just, there's something about every single nuance in Tekken that is brought up to like the, nth degree Hmm. there's things that have lower body invincibility there's things that have higher body invincibility there's things that you know home onto your moves so if you're trying to dash right you'll get hit there's moves that don't there's moves that go left and right and up and down there every (laughs) on all those moves is in your 100 plus move list per each character which is disgusting (laughs) and every time i'm like it should that like that's every one character's move list is like the entirety of street fighters move list yeah and it's fucking crazy like that's crazy to me man but it's still one of like the funnest games to play, in my opinion. I ever since I picked it up, I always have a blast playing it. The only reason I don't play it is because I'm egotistical and I'm not good yet, and I find <laughs> it hard to like sit down and be like, "What do I want to play? This game that I bought people in, or this game that I get bopped in?" And it's like really <laughs> tough for me to choose. But I would like to really start getting. Wow, tech. I know it sucks. says a lot, Max. I know. I yeah, absolutely, it's horrible. Hey man, I don't like getting because we show up every night watching that <laughs> fucking game ticker against you go up to one hundred. <laughs> you know what we do? We keep fucking playing. And that is so admirable, and that's why I thank you every day. <laughs> every day, wow. I get up and I get up and I say to myself, "Thanks, guys." And you just don't hear it, but I really do appreciate it. Yeah, um, I know you feel it. But I, if you're really interested in Tekken, please get into it because the game needs more publicity. It should be one of the top. It is one of the top games, but it should be even higher up towards mm-hmm. the top because it is just it's underappreciated. It's for fun to watch, man, and it's a it's great a viewing game to watch. Even mm. if you're not in, like, don't know what's going on, like myself. <laughs> uh, it's still a blast to watch just from the way that they designed the game. So support it. Please get into it. Let's play sometime. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for that question. We'll go and wrap it up there, and we'll, we'll get on to the other ones uh, next week. Sounds good, guys. Um, any final words you want to say about this beer? 
It's good, man. Yeah, I also want to say it's good. Uh, it's just like a, it's like a, a snap and a point. Ooh. But not like not like a like a showy like SpongeBob snapping point. Not condescending. It's just like yeah, it's just like you got it. Like you're being real. You're not yeah. trying to be like ah yeah, it's a gag. <laughs> it's like this is legitimate. Yeah. Like somebody called you out from across the room. Yeah. And like they were afraid. Like this dude better fucking acknowledge me. Locked you're like eyes. I know that guy. I know yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And then everybody looks as you call him out, and then you give them back the fucking snap and the look, and they're like, oh my sh- fucking god, you know Hunter? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, we're fucking cool as shit. So you guys are, no, they don't say that. They go, "You're friends with Hunter." That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I so gotta yeah, say very the solid. same thing. Yeah, this beer is super good, nice and sweet on the lips, um, nice and spicy on the nose. Love how bready it is. Like, bready. The banana's there, but it's just got that extra layer of like breadiness that it's I really like. A baked good from your grandma. <laughs> yeah. And it's so delicious, <laughs> and I love it. Um, no, it, it's really awesome. It's a good beer. Definitely go check it out. 100% support. La Trap. Trappist Quadrupel. All right, gentlemen. It's been a fantastic episode. It has. I enjoyed Glad it. to have you back. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry for my hiatus on the last one. Hey, all good, man. Yeah, sometimes yeah, being chased, just got to go back to the basics. I like to sometimes give you guys your alone time. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm third wheeling it. I can see the chemistry between <laughs> you guys, and I'm like, they need some time to themselves. We're locking eyes. Yeah, absolutely. So every now and again, I got to give it to you. Uh, but I should be here uh, for the remainder of a few episodes. Yeah. So if you want to go back and find any of those episodes, whether I'm in them or not, you can go to www.wittybantershow.com. We have all of them on there, all 150 mm-hmm. plus. Yep. I shouldn't even say that. That's where it's way more than 150 episodes. Yeah. But still, <laughs> a lot of fucking listening material on there. Uh, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll just get notified whenever yeah. we post one up. It is nice, that plus way. one. It's fucking great, man. Go ahead and review it and be like, wow, these guys are really talented guys. They beat OKBs OK at Dragon Ball Fighters. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, you can follow him at Bodacious Chase. If you want to follow Hunter, you can follow him at Crypto Diesel. If you want to follow the show in its entirety because you don't want to play favorites, that's cool. You can follow us at Woody Banter Show. Uh, without further ado, gentlemen, let's go ahead and beat up Boop out of here. Beat up a pop-up. Beat up a pop-up.